Hey everybody, it's Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you here, my dear. So it's 2018. Happy New Year. If you're still here. If you're not, uh, what do you say? to You don't need to say anything, I guess, to those people that aren't here. And man, 2017. Grim Reaper said, I'll be taking all you motherfuckers. I'll be taking all you motherfuckers with me. Oh, you're rich? Come on, boy. Damn, the motherfucker said. Ah. God damn. Who'd have known it? Who'd have thunk it? Tom Petty? Come on. Uh, I was about to say David Bowie, but I think David Bowie died like five years ago. I don't know when anything happens anymore. Uh, I just was watching something and they were talking about Robin Williams. And if you'd asked me when Robin Williams killed himself, I'd have said, I don't know. That sounds like a 2017 murder. Uh, it ain't murder, Bobby. I know, but I feel like it's just the Grim Reaper going around murdering people. No, Bobby, he killed himself. I, I know, but still. People try to kill themselves and then don't because the Grim Reaper didn't murder them, motherfucker. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, if you got through 2017, good on you. Good on you. You made it through. But now, got 2018. 2018 ain't no joke either, bitch. It's going to be a long year. Holy shit. I hope it's going to be a long year. I hope to God it's going to be a long year that ends with 2019 and not a fucking murder by the Grim Reaper. That's what I hope for you, for your loved ones, but mostly for me and my loved ones. Because I don't know you. Or your loved ones. So, having said that, thank you for being part of the Patreon Song Club. Thank you for your support. Thank you. Because your involvement in this makes it possible for me to record beautiful records like the one that's about to come out soon called Blood and Bones, which I've been including a track of every time I put out a new batch of songs, with the exception of this one. Because this song, Grab Bag, as it were, is all weirdo songs that I wrote and that I never play live. Why do you ask? Because, Bobby, you have some songs that you play that are weirdo, that you do play live. Why not these weirdo songs? Well, you'll see. When you, when you hear them, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I understand why you don't play that song. Even though you do play a song called Dolphins, which is about dolphins rising up and enslaving humanity. 
<clears throat> that's a pretty weird song. Is it though? Is it? Isn't it just a matter of time before the dolphins are fed up with our bullshit? Japanese are gonna kill one goddamn dolphin too many. One day they'll be like, hey, fuck this. Let's put on our robotic armor. Oh, they've got robotic armor. And let's rise up and fuck these people real hard. Let's get that Grim Reaper on the murder block. On murder check or whatever. Make the murders happen. We didn't kill all those the dolphins. Cluck, 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 cluck. That's the worst dolphin. Cluck, 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 cluck. Worse. That means we didn't kill the humans. The Grim Reaper murdered them. Sure, we helped by killing them. But they could have survived. The Grim Reaper hadn't have murdered their asses. So yeah, that's a weird song, The Dolphins. I like it. I wish we could play it more, but every time we play it, it sucks. Because I can't sing it very well. I'll take the blame. I'm not blaming my band. My band's the best. They're the best. And I'm not the worst. But I'm not the best. I mean, I'm the best at what I do, which is be me. I'm the best me that there is. Oh, Bobby, you're so good at being you. What is that? Uh, I don't know. Being a fucking dork, I guess. Being dumbass. Being silly. And then occasionally coming out with some profound shit and going, God damn, where'd that come from? But the haters, the haters ain't ever going to see it. The haters ain't going to see the profound shit because they'll just wait for one silly moment, which will happen constantly all the time because I'm kind of a silly person and they'll be like yeah that guy's a silly person I'm out I'm gone I'm 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 out of this and then the true believer the schneeber the bob schneeber the schnee the true bob schneeber the schneiber the Schneider, there's the Schneider derider, the true derider. There's lots of true Bob Schneider deriders. I will, I know that. There's lots of those people that are like, they're mostly musicians, failed musicians or musicians that gave it a go, didn't work out. And they're like, fuck that guy. That guy's not good. I heard his song on the radio. While I was shopping back in 2003. Fuck that guy. That guy sucks. They haven't been to a show. They haven't come to the Saxon Pub. They haven't read my poetry. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's read my poetry. It's not like anybody listening to this. There's a couple. There's a couple people that have read it. And they're, like, rewarded by the reading. They'll be like, oh, yeah. But I feel like the people that are going to read my poetry, they're such hardcore fans, first of all. They're, like, they're already in. They're like, oh, yeah, this shit's good. Of course it's good. Because we love you, Bob Schneider. 
But the people that are like on the fence, they ain't going to read my poetry. I'm not going to read. Uh... Oh, what's that chick? Anyways, there was some musician who wrote some poetry. I'm not going to read her poetry because I've already made up my mind about her. So I'm not going to give her poetry a chance. Good God. And it might be good. No, I have actually given it a chance. I'm not going to say who it is because it's not going to solve anything. And if I ever run into her, I'd feel real, real weird. Not that she's ever going to hear this, but anyways, there are some people who I'd love who I've read their poetry and some of it's good, like their music, like their lyrics. And I will say I've read some poetry from some guys that I think are okay, and their poetry's not very good. So there you have it. Talking about poetry, I'm going to sleep or I'm going to turn my podcast to something else besides poetry. Maybe that song should belong on this podcast. Maybe I should get to some songs. What have I done? I've said Happy New Year. Got pissed off at the Green Reaper for killing people. Thanked my Patreon song club members. Oh, I was going to say thank you for your... What, what, where does that money go? You might ask yourself. I'm giving you some hard-earned dollars, Bobby. And what am I getting? A bunch of lip work and uh, some songs. But goddamn, I hate to say it, but man, these songs are weird. And uh, I can hardly listen to them, and I like the songs on your record. Well, that's where the money goes. It goes to the records. I use it to help defray the costs of going into a studio which costs money. Paying an engineer costs money. Paying a producer costs money. And paying the musicians costs money. And all that adds up. And then when it's done, when the record's done, I'm like, hey, I got a record. You're like, I'll listen to that on Spotify. I'll just download that shit for free. Go fuck yourself. I know, but this costs some money. Uh, Go fuck yourself. Or, I mean, not everybody's go fuck yourself. Some people... Probably the people that are part of this Patreon will buy the CD even. Even though they don't even play CDs. Or they might buy the record and play that once or twice. And then just have it. Because it's nice to have something by somebody that you like. Something of quality, let's say. Like this new record. It's a wonderful record. I think you'll like it. I really like it. Which is saying a lot. I usually don't like my records by the time... They come out. I don't love it. Because if I loved it, then you'd know it would be bad. But I did spend a little bit of time with it, and I'm happy with it. It sounds, to me, the record sounds similar in tone, let's say, to Lonely Land. Uh, So I think you'll like it when it comes out. But again, that's where the money goes. It goes to making a record like Blood and Bones, which cost me... Oh, $60,000 around to make. And I, I won't make that back by selling a few CDs and a few uh, vinyl records to some hardcore fans. Mostly that just gets put out there on streaming stations and, uh, and I'll get a couple pennies every month for it. And that'll be that. And it'll lose money. So... I don't like to lose money. 
So by having this podcast about every 18 months or so, or maybe longer, depending on how many people are involved, I'll be able to pay for a new record. And that's a wonderful thing. So thank you. Thank you for that. All right, let's get to some of these weirdo songs that are on this podcast. So for a while, I was listening to a band called The Fiery Furnaces, which I believe are a brother and sister duo out of Canada. If you haven't heard any uh, Fiery Furnaces, check it out. Oh, yeah, all music, free to listen to all the time. Thanks, Spotify. Thanks, Apple, iTunes. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks. Powers that be for making music free to listen to. So go check out Fiery Furnaces, and you'll be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Weird. I like weirdo stuff. I like stuff that I'm like, I don't know how they made it or where they came up with that idea. If I hear something that sounds nice that I can easily do or know where that's from, I usually am not into it. So I like quirky, weird shit. Fire furnaces are quirky and weird. So I was listening to those guys a lot. And usually when I'm listening to something a lot, I end up trying to make something that sounds a little like that. So I feel like that's kind of what this first song is. Me just trying to make a fiery furnaces song and not succeeding that well, really, in doing so. But let's listen to it and uh, you can make up your own mind. Oh, stained with blood from head to toe Tripping off me onto the flow It's filled up my nose Thick plastic trees in rows In the knees of the dark Of a giant, its teeth are as big as car doors. Its breath is moist and warm, its tongue makes me nervous. Throughout the town, it was a well known fact that the counselor was awful fat. Belly as big as a bale full of hay and round as a balloon full of blood. I am in the mouth of a giant, its teeth are as big as boulders. Its breath is moist and warm, its tongue makes me nervous. The counselor, with his mustache cronies over pickles and cheese, Talk about politics and whatever politics they and whatever they please at night At his home alone in the dark With his wife by his side Who would often fart in her sleep He would ponder the fate of his brother I am in the mouth of a giant Its teeth are as big as a baby horse Its breath is moist and warm Its tongue makes me nervous After all these years we miss you Now I am an enormous ear I can hear my parents calling me where are you? Where are you? We miss you so. We miss you. We miss you so. We miss you. 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 We miss you.
potato, some white wine, a roll, lettuce, tomato, tomato, cucumber, carrot, oil, cilantro, white pepper, cumin, a small piece of muscle, horse, radish, margarine, cornbread. Yeah, download the rest of that song to see how that song ends. It ends, uh, interestingly, it's kind of like a Black Mirror episode, that song at the end. But you got to be part of my song club to get it. And uh, you uh, that's what I like about the song club. I would never, you would never hear that song. Uh, and it's a song I like. I'm interested in that kind of music. And I'm glad I wrote it. But again, it'd be a song that would never see the light of day. But now, as a hardcore die, diehard Bob Schneider fan, how about me using my name all the time in this podcast? Like I'm like an NFL football player all of a sudden. Anyways, it's a song that you can now enjoy whenever you'd like. That's not on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere. I mean, it'll be up there now because once, once you give it to the general public, uh, it gets put somewhere and then people can download it. They'll be like, damn, what's this all about? Anyways, uh, so that's Cold German. Again, that's a song that was in the uh, song game years ago. And I remember, I, re- I don't remember everybody that was in the song game, but I remember Eric Hutchinson was in the song game for a minute because he went on tour with me uh, years ago when he was kind of just starting out before he wrote, when you roll, you roll, baby, when you rock, you rock, baby, when you roll, before he wrote that great song. Uh, He was on tour with me, and he's a funny guy and a a nice guy and very talented. So I told him about the song game, and he was in the song game for a minute. But he he didn't last long. I, I think a lot of really kind of good songwriters tend, tend, some of my favorite songwriters, actually uh, have been in the song game. I'm, I'm not talking about my favorite songwriters like that just live in Austin or that I know. I'm talking about some of my favorite songwriters of all time have been in the song game at one point or another, including Patty Griffin, uh, um, Mike Doty, uh, Danny Malone, Billy Harvey, uh, Jason Mraz. Uh, some great songwriters have been in the game. And uh, some of them, it's not done done work for them. They're, it's not they don't like to write songs all the time for whatever reason, and so they don't last long. They'll write one song, then they'll be a little late on the second song, and then a lot late on the third song, and then they're out. And I, I don't know if uh, Eric was one of those people, but I feel like he was sorta. Like he wrote maybe two or three songs, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like this. It's not fun." So he dropped out. And then he wrote, when you roll, you roll, when you rock, you rock. I was like, well, he's figured it out. So good for you. Good on you, Eric. Good on you. Meanwhile, I'm writing fucking Cold German. Anyways, the reason I even brought him up was because I remember that was, he wrote a song called Cold German that I still have in the song game. And it's really good. It might have been the first song he wrote. So I don't always remember 
the songs that people write in the song game. It's been a lot. I have hundreds and hundreds of songs from these songwriters that have participated in the game over the year. Maybe thousands, actually. I bet you I have thousands now. Because I've been doing it for 17 years. And uh, there's always, you know, four or five, sometimes 10, 15 people in it. What I learned a few years ago was don't have too many people in the song group. I, I get people coming up to me all the time. They're like, hey, Bobby, I want to be in that song game. I'm like, uh-uh. Just start your own song game. Anybody can do the song game. You just come up with a title or a phrase and send it to your friend. It could be two people, like AA. You just get uh, you and another songwriting friend, and you come up with a phrase and then give yourself the challenge of writing that song. And get, just give yourself like two days. I mean, I do it once a week because I figure everybody's busy and there's four or five people in the song game now. Uh, they'll find some time during the week to get it done. But here's what happens every time. Everybody waits until the last minute when it's due. Then they wait a few extra hours. And that's when they do the song. So uh, you two days is plenty of time. One day might not be enough time because you might not be able to find enough time in the day to do it. But two days, you can find two or three hours to write a, a, a quick song. doesn't have to be good. just have to write it, send it to your buddy, or just get together and play it for each other. Anybody can do it. You don't have to do it with me. So please start your own song club and uh, let me know how it's going. And also, if you have any suggestions for songs that you would like to have on the Patreon Song Club, drop me a line at patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider in the posts section. And let me know, and I'll add it to the list. And uh, maybe we can get one of your songs that might not ever make it into the world on this. And then you can have it and listen to it all the time. So one of the things I like to do is I like to write mostly instrumental songs. I used to do it all the time. And uh, I don't do it a lot now, but it's fun to do. And this next song is sort of an instrumental. I mean, I sing some stuff in it. Uh, but it's mostly instrumental. Let's listen to it. <clears throat> I like this song a lot. It's called Booyah. And the first song we're going to do for you is a song about a gentleman we know from Mexico. His name is Son of Iceberg.
Booya, 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 booya. I know I got that from. Uh, what's that? How I could just kill a man? Here was something you can't understand. How I could kill a man? Here was something you can't understand. Booyah. How, how, cool, how cool is that? No, just booyah. That's just the sound of a shotgun going off. I mean, that's not what it's in. Chuck and something, but, you know, that's where it comes from. It comes from that band whose name I can't come up with, which I can't tell you how often that happens nowadays. It's not fun to not be able to, to know what I'm trying to say, but not even come anywhere near it. Like, oh, where's that part of my brain? Gone, I guess. I mean, it's not gone. Just unable to get to it. It's like a part of the library where the stairwell to that part of the library of my brain has collapsed. And now I can get to it. But how to get to it? I don't know. Sleep. Maybe get a little bit more sleep. Maybe I can get to it. I'm st- I'm like literally still thinking about that band and trying to come up with the name. And it's right on the tip of my tongue. And I know a lot of you are like, uh, it's blank, fill in the blank. And oh, good God. I know what the band is. I just can't think of it. Anyways, that sucks. I don't like. Ooh, gotta do a little stretch. Doing some stretching. All right. Let's see. Let me uh, just talk about some more of these songs. So, yeah, those are the kind of songs that are on this podcast. Weird songs that are really almost impossible to play without dragging my band through the muck. I mean, I could get the band together and we could practice for hours and hours and learn these songs and and then never and just play them once and then never play them again. And uh, that that's ridiculous. So I, I don't do that. We don't practice. We just we get together on Monday nights at the Saxon Pub. I send them the songs usually on Saturday or Sunday, and they have about a day or two to learn the new songs and reacquaint themselves with the old songs. And then we play on Monday, sort of like a practice. But it's the first time that any of us have heard them in a band setting. And uh, it's fun. It's much more fun than getting together and practicing for three hours and then going home, getting a quick bite, and then coming back and playing them again. There's some magic that happens when you're just hearing it for the first time with your friends and bandmates. And so that's what we do. So, by the way, if you want to hear our practice sessions, as it were, tune in on Facebook every Monday night, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, and you can watch it for free. That's a, yeah. I learned that from uh, another dude whose name I can't think of, stand-up comedian who's got a podcast. Uh... I guess I'm just not going to be able to uh, reference anybody by name. Just sort of vague descriptions of who they are. And then you can figure it out uh, on your own. So, another song that was, I think this was part of the song club, is called LED. 
And there's no set way that I write songs. Usually I just sit down and just start playing something, come up with some something that sounds good. Like, I'll just be playing something. I'm like, oh, that sounds like something. And I'll just record it and maybe loop it. And usually that'll make me think of something and I'll just start writing some stuff down. And then at some point during that process, I'll come up with a line and then I'll be like, oh, there you go. That's that's what this song is about. That's not the case with this next song. This next song, I think I wrote it by just saying a bunch of random shit and then listening to the random shit and then writing the rhymes afterwards and inserting them in the song. So you'll hear me say something and then right after that, it'll be me just inserting a rhyme kind of haphazardly. I like the way it turned out though. It's kind of a fun song and it's called LED. Your kisses knock my teeth out, turn me into an old man. Immediately I can't stand. I'm up in the hole with the bugs and the ghosts and the beetles. A gray wind blows through the town you left me for. I went small, got the ball, but I can't score. Uh, robot shake the tambourines in the grass. Shake my ass, it's a lazy finger on the red button of time. Damn, I'm about to lose my mind. Lauren Hutton was an info from all accounts. She was a big tipper though. Got a hand on my zipper though. Bounce. Uh, Dennis have created a secret union in Asgard and all the birds that have names. Yeah, they're all the same, Jane. Uh, the underground cities are teeming with scientists. Why is this? I do not know, but they have made many discoveries that we do not know about. Let me shout it out so I will leave no doubt in your growl. The loudest sound on earth is the scream of a mountain taking off its underwear. It has not been heard in a million years. I swear. Dinosaurs had a language based on a 24-note system. I miss them. My eyes glisten. Listen, I've never met them, but I bet them. Bulgaria is infested with the linger beetles. Your legs are infested with little needles. Thousands of tiny daggers. It staggers the grocery store baggers. I'm haggard. Buy all the hair products you need now. It will never get cheaper. Bust me on my beeper, beep beep. Nothing is sweeter than the sound of looking down and seeing your name wound around the face of my LED display. Say, you down with LED? Yeah, you know me. What? You down with LED? Yeah, you know me. What? You down with LED? Yeah, you know me. Let it go, let it be. Uh huh, 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 uh
it's all good, right? So that was LED. Uh, that was that song. Uh, this next song is called Snow Maps. And I'm just, when I think of this song, I think, well, this was definitely a song game song for sure. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that the phrase was Snow Maps. And I want to say that Charlie Mars was in the song game at the time. But who knows? But that's kind of the idea that I have. Like, some of these songs make me think of people that were in the group at the time. Maybe they were like, oh, I like that song. Or maybe they wrote a song that I can think about. I can't think of the song that Charlie wrote. And again, Charlie Mars is one of those guys that's a really great songwriter, and I'm a big fan of what he does. And he's been in the song game a couple times now, but he didn't last very long. I think he's been in, and maybe I'm making that up. Maybe he's never been in the song game. I feel like he's been in at least once. But again, he's not the kind of guy that writes songs all the time. Maybe he does, but not in the song game. Maybe he does co-writes in Nashville, where he lives now. And maybe he's doing it more than he used to. I don't know. I maybe should ask him next time I talk to him. But when I think of this song, Snow Maps, I think of him being in the game, whether he was or wasn't. And uh, I like the idea of this song. I like songs where the idea of the song is never really mentioned in the song. But the idea that you create a map out of snow. And then, obviously, when you went back to find, to use the map to figure out where to go or where you are, you wouldn't be able to figure anything out because obviously the snow would melt and then you're fucked. Or maybe it's an analogy or a metaphor for the world or life where we, maybe we want to come here and have this experience, but there are no maps or directions that come with the experience. Maybe they're like snow maps who knows? Anyways, the song's called Snow Maps, but that idea is never really referenced in the song. I'm not even sure what this song is about. I guess it's about what most of my songs are about, which is relationships. But I do love the way, again, this is a very kind of a strange song and a song I've tried to play live. It never works because it's got a lot of moving parts that need to be kind of precise and requires some study and, and some practice. And again, this is a song that maybe the band could learn over the course of a few hours if we got together and practiced, but not a song that if I just sent the parts to everybody, that would work. So let's listen to it and uh, talk about it afterwards. <laughs> So gray and the wolves are so white. Uh, uh, and the polluted with lie words. Told you once, and we 
told me don't worry We'll get to that later, there's no need to hurry And the bears are so big and the bears are so scurry I'm flame with fashion If I could put the shoes that you wear They're like stars in their own light The spandex bangles, the crotch oh, it's so tight I'm lighter than air, I'm taking them I can't wait forever for you to get ready Hard to say what I forgot to forget But I wanna believe you when you say we're set But the wolves are so gray and the wolves are so wet And the air is polluted with lie words If I could find the snow maps do you lamb on the cane grass with the snakes and little children in the Andrew White Amber? Autumn's love is building. If I could you there among the sea snakes, oh, they have their histories, their quaint specific field ticks, their underwater mysteries. But they're not much better than the wake of company, they're not much better than the wake of company. They are suggestible. Till I'm done, gonna find out where you've been. Gonna find out where you are making snow maps in the sun. Gonna find out where you've been and what you've done. If I could find the snow maps, shake your booty. Shake your booty to the snow maps, Jam Biatch. Pretty good little song there. It's weird. I, I write these songs, record them, and listen to them a lot the first week that I write them just to kind of get them into my head and and plus I'm excited about having written them usually uh, especially if they're different which that song's definitely different than a lot of the songs that I write and uh, I listen to it kind of like the way when somebody has a baby they like oh look at a baby and then oh look at what the baby's saying. Oh, look, the baby's taking his first steps. Oh, the baby's walking. Oh, the first day of school. Oh, the baby's doing a little recital. Oh, the baby's, you know, playing soccer and they made a basket. Oh, look, the baby got his first iPhone. Oh, baby's gone. Baby's gone. Kid's gone. And then they're gone forever. And that's kind of like a song. And uh, it takes about a week for a song to grow up, become a teenager. And uh, and most of the time you're like, well, let me look at my new baby. Oh, there's another little baby. Oh, there's little baby, bobo, baby, bobo, baby, baby, bobo. And that's the way it is for me, at least with songwriting. It's like my new songs and then the old songs. I'm like, yeah, that song's fine. It'll be fine. Let him stand his iPhone. Figure it out. That song will figure it out. I got this new song that I just wrote that I'm into. So, anyways, don't it? Don't, that's what happens when you write a lot of songs. Maybe if you only wrote like four songs, you're like, oh, I love all my songs. But when you're written like over, you know, two thousand songs, you can't love them all. You can't love all your songs. I don't love any of them, really, except for the one I just wrote, usually. I do love that last song, though, because I haven't seen it in a while, because it's been living in Hungary, hunting vampires. It came back looking all different, got a Hungarian accent now. It's like, damn, son, what happened to you? I've been hunting vampires in the mountains. Oh, wow. Sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. I have lost many friends and comrades. Wow. 
Sounds like there's a lot of masturbation going on out there. Yes, mostly masturbation by the fire at night. But you must be, you must find ways to do it under the fur. For there are others around, always. It is not safe to be alone in the mountains and hungry with a vampire. Hmm, sounds interesting. Sounds like there's a lot of ball funk up in the mountains. Oh, yes. It's hard to get rid of the ball funk when you're covered in fur and soot from the smoke. Ah, and the fear. The fear of the vampire. You're always very close to the edge of death. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Well, look at the time. See you soon, son. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, little vampire hunter song. Bye-bye. All right, so there's that song. So this next song literally is one of my favorite songs that I've written. Can't do it live. Tried. Because it's all about the harmonies. And the harmonies are very specific. Again, most of these songs could be learned. And maybe if I did take the time to learn them, and then some fancy-ass critic showed up, or some connoisseur showed up, they may be like, wow, what is this song? This is not what I would expect from a bishnid sitch. But I don't Again, it's too much work for for too little payoff, I think. So, this is a song you probably won't hear live, but I do love this song. I do love the recording. I'm sure it refer- it's called California. A few years back, I spent quite a bit of time in California, mostly in L.A., mostly living the high life, as it were. And I have to say, even living in... L.A. in the most extravagant sort of surroundings that you can imagine, still a real shithole, to borrow our phrase that I've heard recently (laughs) in the fucking news, goddammit. But yeah, a real piece of shit place to live. Uh even in the most extravagant sort of circumstances. Now, wonderful people there. There's good times to be had, I guess. I guess that's why people live there. But compared to almost any other place I've been, one of my least favorite cities, L.A. And uh, I'm sure that's what I'm referring to. Might also be referring to uh, LL Cool J's song, I'm Going Back to Cali. Cali. Yeah, I don't think so. One of my favorite songs ever. Maybe one of my favorite choruses. I don't know. The rest of the songs kind of throw away, but that chorus, oh my God. If LL Cool J had only written that one song, I would. he would be my favorite so- songwriter. But he wrote some other songs that are also great uh, that he wrote kind of before that. And maybe one or two that he wrote after that. But then he wrote some stuff that wasn't my taste. Because I'm not a lady. I think he wrote some songs for the ladies. Or maybe he just wrote some songs because some ladies were buying them and he was making a lot of money. 
off those songs, and he was like, I like money. L.O. Cool J likes money. That's what I know about L.O. Cool J. He likes making the money. So whatever it takes to make the money, that's what L.O. Cool J does. So if it means writing some sappy-ass love song, love raps, he'll do it, and he'll make that money, and he'll fart in my face all the way to the bank. Thanks, LL, for farting in my face with your love raps. And also your CSI stuff, which I've never seen, which I'm sure is quality. I'm waiting for all the CSI episodes. I'm waiting for them to close up the CSI shop so that I can enjoy the CSI canon as a whole, the entire story arc of it. I don't want to start watching it and then have to wait a week for the next episode to see what LL and Chris, whatever that guy's name is, are going to do on the next episode. No, I want it to be done and in the can and uh, both those guys to be murdered by the Grim Reaper and then I can enjoy it for what it is. The epic story of my life, CSI. According to the public... A public opinion. The court of public opinion has ruled that that show is great. Who am I to argue with public opinion? So that's why I'm waiting to watch CSI. Or is it NCSI? I don't know. NCSI? Is that a show or am I making that up? Sounds kind of racist. All right. Here we go. Uh, Here's the song, California. song to me where it's it's sort of there's a little bit a little bit of lyrics there that we missed right at the end yeah but that feels like a david lynch song to me where you think it's kind of a happy song but man under the surface there's some poison water in the eels who knows what else is down there evil mermaid 
Never hear about the evil mermaid. You only hear about the sort of the uh, happy sort of Caucasian red-headed mermaid and her strong but loving, stern father who, even though he seems like a bit of a dick, he really loves his daughter and he's there for her. He's not a monster. But he is a monster. He's a goddamn half man, half fish, lives under the goddamn sea. What? They don't show him pooping. They don't show him eating. They don't show the evil mermaids. It's a very one-sided, sort of not very realistic portrayal of what happens in the goddamn mermaid kingdom. That's for fucking sure. I mean, good God, they're monsters. They're half fish, half human live under the fucking briny cold sea waters and basically come up just to fucking pull sailors off their ships and eat them. Do they show that in the Disney fucking Little Mermaid movie? No. They paint a completely different picture. Same with fucking Jungle Book. I would dare say that maybe Disney is making the world an unsafer place by portraying bears as cuddly uh walking buddies when in reality they're just going to eat your kid when you let them hang out with them same with fucking mermaids mermaid ain't somebody to fall in love with they ain't got no feet I don't know what I mean yeah she they magically transform her into a human I guess I've never seen it why because I'm not a little girl I mean I am a little girl inside there's a part of me that's a little girl, but there's a bigger part of me that's a full-grown man. Full-grown men don't watch Little Mermaid. I mean, even if it's on, it's my wife's favorite sh movie of all time. And even if we have a VHS copy of it, because you can't get it any other way. I mean, I guess you can download it some weird way. But we have a VHS. We have I have a, a, a VCR hooked into my TV which, by the way, nowadays is hard to do. I got the VCR at Goodwill, by the way, for, I'm going to say, three bucks. They pretty much are just trying to get rid of those fucking electronic bricks. By the way, if you want a VCR and you want some cheap-ass fucking movies, go to Goodwill. And for about 20 bucks, you can have an entire library of movies and a VCR that's real hard to hook into your DVI. You got to get some real serious Connections, Radio Shack's gone, so good luck getting that shit at Best Buy. Might want to try the Chinese or somebody else. Anyways, we have a copy of it on VHS. Occasionally, I'll walk into the living room and that shit will be playing. And I'm like, I got to get out of here because this is some really unrealistic mermaid uh, portrayal. Bullshit. So, anyways, my two-year-old daughter seems to like it. And she likes dressing up, pretending she's a mermaid. And I just go along with it. I don't tell her that she's dressing up like a fucking monster. She might as well dress up like a goddamn serial killer, as far as I'm concerned. Same thing. Same thing! Is that is Disney going to do that? The John Wayne Gacy? Disneyland version where you have this clown 
and he's just making all the children happy except for this one children, <laughs> this one children who's not happy, nobody likes, and takes this children under his wing and teaches it some tricks, and then that children becomes happy. <laughs> I'm just going to keep using the word children like I pretend, like I meant to say it originally. And then that children overcomes adversity thanks to this happy-go-lucky clown, John Wayne Gacy, and they all live happily ever after. But no, they don't! They don't live happily ever after! That guy's the biggest serial killer that they found. There's other serial killers, I'm sure, that have lived or are living, that are killing the fuck out of everybody that they've never found. But that's the guy that killed the most that they found. Thanks, Disney. That'll be the next fucking... And it'll be a Pixar movie. It won't be Pixar. It'll be Pixar slave labor making a Disney movie. Because Pixar wouldn't do that. I feel like Pixar still has a scrap of humanity left. They're not going to try to pull the wool over our eyes about John Wayne Gacy. Just to have some happy problem fixer clown in a movie. Hell no. So this next song, is it even a song? Is this next song even a song? It's a recording. It's got my voice in it. It's got some weird noise in the background. This is a David Lynch movie, this next song. Let's listen to it and see how we feel about it. I know how I feel about it. Pretty good. My head is losing its chrome. My head is in the sun. My head is blonde, but not my pussy. My head is stuffed with blackbirds. My head is filled with my head. My head is full of colors, and I want to get clean. My head is burning, and in a way, I'm ready to be done with all this measuring of truth. My head is too small for my dreams and is lost to you. The only happiness my head finds is the happiness I find in your head. My head is slowly creeping back It's not made of laughter, and you can't have it by escaping from it through drugs. My head is built upon a rock and is secured by a vast rope of knowledge. My head is worth a sacrifice, but it is not required to be a lasting achievement. My head is somehow an accident. My head is running out of time and is sleeping in a very far away land. My head is killing me, but the scenery makes it worth it. My head is expanding and we don't know why, but it is one country and is shown on the moon and the beam. My head is round, but what I see it is not. 
my head is an old Appaloosa that teaches young riders responsibility. My head is a treat for the mind as well as the eyes. Yeah, that ain't no song. I mean, that's a that's a poem that's been recorded at best, but that ain't no song. And if you think that's a song or if you're dancing to that, check yourself in. Check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, because that ain't no song. That's just me having some fun on the mic. And I think it was one of those situations where the mic was delayed, so it's kind of fucking up my voice, but I kind of like the way that sounded. It sounded like it was on drugs, even though I for sure wasn't on drugs, and I for sure was completely sober as a judge, because I have been... For a long time, and I've written all these songs sober, and I think some people would be like, wait a minute. Nah, man. You're a smoker some of that weed, boy. Nope. Haven't smoked any weed in 22 years. Haven't had a drink in 22 years. Written a lot of weird shit in 22 years, though. And, uh, I mean, that's the thing about drugs and alcohol and everything, really. I mean... Drugs are kind of cool in terms of like seeing where you can get to, but you can't stay there on drugs. You can only get there and then you are immediately brought back to home. But if you, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like Star Trek where you're uh, magically transported to, to the drug destination. You go, oh, wow, this is here. Whoa, this is crazy. But. You can go there. It ain't easy, by the way. You can go there without the drugs. And uh, the problem with that, it's first of all, it's an arduous journey through your mind to get there. And once you get there, uh, you're pretty much there. Then you're like, oh, God damn, where's that transporter? I would like to get back to where I was. No, nope, you're here now. Enjoy it. Like, all right. I guess, I guess I'll try. I mean, what choice have I got? Turn around and go back? Sure, can do that. Or keep going forward. And I, do, I will say this about being sober for 22 years. Uh, it's a trip. Life is a real serious, no joke, fucking trip. I mean, when you're like, when you're doing drugs, and I, I'm not a big drug guy. I, I didn't do a lot of drugs. I never shot anything up. I didn't, wasn't, a, didn't like speedy drugs like Coke or anything like that. It's just real mellow drug stuff. And not a lot of it. Mostly just drinking. I like to drink. So, but I will say this. You know, you do that stuff and you're like, you're kind of jostled all over the place, you know, ex having these experiences where you're intoxicated and you get back to normal and you're like, ah, back to normal. Everything's cool. But man, when you're in that normal state for forever and you're just staring life right in the fucking face for years and years, man, it can take you down some crazy paths and there ain't no like, all right, I'm ready to get. Ready to get back to normal. No, you're normal. You're still normal. Been normal. You know, enjoy it. Now, I will say this. I do have a tricky brain. 
that makes up stories, makes up all kinds of crazy stories all the time. It's great if you want to write a song or a poem or make a piece of art or something because it allows you to do some kind of funky, crazy shit that maybe somebody else whose mind isn't making up stories all the time has a hard time doing. Unfortunately, not all life is writing songs and making art. Most of life is just, you know, getting through it without being driving yourself crazy, at least for me. Anyways, I've had some tough times over the years where I haven't been feeling so hot, as it were. Anyways, I think I wrote this song right after a breakup. Um, and I think my sister was calling me to find out how I was doing. She, anyway, she's the one that's on the phone. I think she even says, hey, this is your sister calling. And then I auto-tuned it a little bit to, you know, give it that special zap-a-dee-zap-a-zap-a-zap-dap. Dap-a-dee-doo. called cutaway i think that might have been the song phrase that week or something and i just called it cutaway even though i don't know if i even used that name in the song anywhere sometimes I, I've, I've done that once or twice my favorite that's called cheating by the way in the song game if you don't use the phrase 
or if you don't use it exactly the way it's supposed to be used, that's called cheating and you're disqualified. And I will say my favorite use of that was we were doing the song game uh, and the phrase that Billy Harvey, who's often in the song game and is in the song game now, came up with was bicycle versus car. He came up with that. And I was like, okay, motherfucker, fuck you, first of all, for coming up with that phrase. But I ain't no goddamn fucking this ain't my first goddamn rodeo, motherfucker. I'll write a song with that phrase, bitch. I wasn't happy about it. And I ended up writing a song that I'm really happy with. I love Bicycle vs. Car, especially like the demo. I think I've, I feel like I've put it on this song club before. Have I done that? Hmm. I haven't. You know what? Let's put it on this song club. Because, man, the original demo is pretty good. Anyways, let's listen to it real quick. And then I'll tell you about it. the demo for that song so that was the phrase bicycle versus car i thought it was tough but i loved the song that i wrote and so we're playing the songs for each other and i played mine and billy was like oh man that song's great you know like, well let's listen to yours so we listened to it it's going going halfway through the song it still doesn't mention the phrase and i'm like man how's he gonna how's he gonna get this phrase in here and then about two-thirds of the way through the song, I started getting this feeling like, oh, this motherfucker. And sure enough, 
the song ends, he never fucking used the phrase. I was like, you son of a bitch. Anyways, we laughed about that shit for a long time. So yeah, he got disqualified. <coughs> I won that round, and that's the way it goes. He won most of the other rounds, unfortunately. I have to usually, with Billy Harvey, he's such a good songwriter, I usually have to win by disqualification. I'll take it. I'll take the disqualification any day of the week. Anyways, normally I put eight songs in the, uh, I gave you guys eight songs, but this week uh, it's going to be 16 weirdo songs. And uh, I think I'm actually going to be back with another podcast very soon, like in a week or two at the most. And it'll be like a regular song club with eight songs and another new song from Blood and Bones. So stick around for that. Hopefully, please stick around. Please, for God's sake, stick around and keep giving me a little bit of money so that I can make some more records for God's sakes. You don't want to, you don't want me just making these weirdo records. You want, you want the songs that you've come to grow and love, like the lovely creatures songs and the lonely land songs and the King Kong songs and, and this new record blood and bones, which you'll really love. Oh, and don't forget I'm good now. Those all cost a lot of money. So you're helping. Thank you so much. And thanks for being part of the song club and I'll see you in a week or two. In the meantime, let's go out of here with uh, this song called Don't Hold Back Your Love. There's a bunch of other songs that you'll get if you go to patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and uh, go to the link and download the rest of the songs. There's uh, 16 or set, maybe 17 now that uh, Bicycle versus Cars in there. I don't know. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Oh, yeah.
Remember, to get this song and all the songs you've heard on today's podcast, go to www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Bob Schneider. Enjoy my song club today. And I look forward to meeting up with you again soon here in the song club.